Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Lauren Searden, Operations Manager for 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast, Wellness Wednesday with 3W. It is Lauren today, your host, and I am here with Sulamita, or Sula the Doula, as we like to call her. She is back with us. And last time we met, we talked about why we should have a doula, how that helps in birth. And she's back again. Exciting things are happening in my life. I am 33 weeks pregnant. So they said, Lauren, you get to host this podcast because this is applicable to your life. <laughs> and me and Sulamita get to talk all things baby, swaddling, burping, all the gadgets that come along with new parenthood. So Sulamita, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm super excited to Thank be you. here and congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes, we're really excited. And I've I was when Teresa asked me to do this, I was like, well, great. I, I would probably have listened to it if I didn't host it. So I'm happy I get to be the live one asking questions so I can get all the details for this baby that's coming in two months or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have lots of answers for you. Great. <laughs> awesome. Well, since it's been a while, let's just reintroduce yourself to the audience and to them about your work and what kind of you're the expert in, we can call you. <laughs> yeah. So my name is Solomita. I am a birth and postpartum doula. I've been doing it for about three years now. I kind of mainly work in the Seattle area, a little bit on the east side, but I live up in Bothell. So I also work a little bit up there as well. And yeah, I do both birth and postpartum. So I attend births and then I work with postpartum helping families kind of adjust to that. That's New awesome. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And with your, I'm just curious, with your postpartum doula work, is it a lot of times in the night you're there or is it kind of whenever they need you? Is it a lot of times the clients that you have helped with birth? So I have had some go from birth to postpartum. Usually it's not like the both. Usually sure. people pick one just for like budget allowances. Of course. <laughs> Things but, can add um, up. <laughs> yeah. I mainly work at nights. There are doulas out there for postpartum who have like day shifts available, sure. but I'm a mom and I'm busy. So I do the overnight shifts are for my postpartum. Awesome. And I love, I love the overnight shifts yeah. with the babies. I can just imagine I'm a first time parent, first time mom. So I've never done this before, but I know that that would be a huge blessing to get a good night's sleep and know that your baby is taken care of by someone who is an expert, like I'm calling you. So <laughs> I have heard great feedback and being a parent myself, that was one of the areas that I feel like you kind of, you have this new baby and everything's great, but if you're not sleeping, yeah. then things can get not so great. Totally. That's yeah. Yeah, one thing I'm like, I'm really a pretty stable person, but no food or no sleep, I drop into low functioning quite quickly. So this, this postpartum period will be 
quite fun, <laughs> quite interesting, but yes. we, will, we will adjust. Awesome. So let's jump into the topic for today's podcast, the swaddling, burping, baby gadgets, all the things. Let's start with maybe swaddling. What are some common mis- mistakes or misconceptions maybe parents make when it comes to swaddling? Yeah. One of the main things that I see happening is parents will swaddle their baby and their baby's crying. So they say, oh, my baby hates being swaddled. Sure. So they stop swaddling. And that's actually like you... It's hard because babies sleep best swaddled. So if Mm -hmm. you think your baby doesn't like to be swaddled and you stop swaddling, then they're up all night and then it's just hard. So a lot of times I'll come into a home and they're like, yeah, we put our baby in the swaddle and they just cry, cry, cry. But they cry for five minutes and then they fall asleep and get a good three hour stretch. So sometimes if it's not immediate like relief or happiness in the swaddle does not mean your baby hates it. Sure. (laughs) Why do babies want to be swaddled or what why is that safe i can have an idea that like the womb was a tight place but yes that is correct okay and um in that fourth trimester so the first three months after births babies are kind of adjusting to the new world but what brings them comfort is the womb and what where they came from right and so being swaddled that's why we like like the shushing noise machines and the darkness just to mimic kind of where they came from because that's their like home and that's what they're they feel safe in totally i know i've seen some beautiful videos of after a mom gives birth when the baby's crying and then like hears the mom's voice or smells or you know is on the mom and then like is calm and it's like that's so cool because she like they're like all you people this is bright cold whatever but i know her (laughs) yes i know her voice and i had a friend who just had a baby who said like Immediately, her newborn, if her husband or her were talking, would like calm down. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see these gadgets or things we can do to help mimic what was comfortable then or helped them feel, you know, safe. Yeah. And even just like holding a baby tightly Mm -hmm. instead of like letting them just lay in your arms kind of mimics that tight hold that they're so used to. And they're just used to being kind of like in the womb, there's like pressure all around them. So like you want to like if they're laying on you and you put your hands on them then they're kind of like sandwiched between two pressure points and they feel better so that's kind of why we swaddled any other mistakes that parents have or that you sometimes notice new parents doing with swaddling yeah another thing that i notice a lot is that babies will break out of swaddles Mm. and babies are stronger (laughs) than we think right Um, i can feel that (laughs) (laughs) and so parents don't swaddle tight enough in fear of like oh i'm hurting my baby right and I recommend to swaddle tightly um, just because that helps mimic that because babies will move. You can feel how strong they are in there. And they're going to do that outside in the real world, too. So when they're moving in their swaddle, you want them to stay put because they'll get an arm out and then they're awake. So like we want successful sleep. So swaddle tightly so they can stay put. And what about the babies that like their hands up on their face because I feel like I hear a lot of my friends who are postpartum that are like my baby I swaddle it but she wants her hands Mm -hmm. like Right here. And you can swaddle. Yeah, with them like arms this. up. Yeah, like, you we don't, don't have to do a straight jacket moment. <laughs> Correct. Yes. And actually, that's that brings me into, like, the types of swaddles yeah. they have. So there's so many different swaddles out there. It's, yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, I guess this one works. <laughs> you know, if you've never used it before, you don't know. Yes. Yeah, it is is very overwhelming. Totally. Even for someone more, like, they come to me for swaddle recommendations. And I'm like, oh, man, there's so many. Yeah. But I, like, start with two because mm-hmm. that's pretty easy. One, the hospital usually sends you home with a swaddle, and I really like the ones that they use. It's a basic, like, wraparound kind of swaddle. Mm -hmm. So that's if your baby – you can swaddle straight jacket. Some babies actually do well in that position. Or you can put their arms up kind Mm -hmm. of when they're scrunched and swaddle them that way. Mm -hmm. 
The other swaddle that I recommend is called Love to Dream. Okay. And it's a swaddle that you, it's like a sleeping bag, basically. You right. put them in, but their arms are like this. Oh. And they can move a little bit better. So okay. So, you know, their arms are like in this butterfied position. Yeah. And some babies do prefer that more than like the wraparound swaddle. Gotcha. So those two are going to be your best like starting point. Yeah. So it's good to have a swaddle that you can kind of wrap yourself, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then something that with that, that one, is there like zippers and Yeah, it's just Velcro. One zipper. Okay. <laughs> one zipper. Yeah. So you put the baby down, you kind of put their arms up in the little pockets mm-hmm. and then you zip it up. And yeah. they kind of look like a, like a snow angel almost. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the ones that have that like Velcro over it where they like you like, I've seen... Lay the baby down. Mm-hmm. And this is hard over audio. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And then you cross over these Velcros and then it's kind of a zip up. What do you feel about those ones? Yeah. So that's that's the wraparound kind of swaddle. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the same thing that you'll probably get the hospital sure. where you're delivering. It just has the Velcro on the It zipper. has the extra parts to it. That's where like you go off and what works best for you and your family, the type of different kinds Try you get. Try some different ones if like, it's not working. The Velcro is great because you can get a good tight like – you can Velcro the baby, basically. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard no. to break out. If you have but, a strong one. <laughs> yes. The con of that is if you're waking up kind of in the middle of the night to change a diaper and you have to unvelcro a baby sure. and you're trying to be quiet. That's startling. It's very startling. That so makes sense. You got to keep that in mind. Plus the Velcro, everything catches onto it when you wash and dry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> see, these are things you don't think about. I real truly. I mean, you're like, yeah, my friends use that one. That one's uh-huh. great. Or like it has, it's popular. I've seen it on social media. But then you're like. The logistics of a Velcro. I hate when Velcro goes in the wash and it like attaches everything yes. and then it like will peel your clothes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is so <laughs> informative. <laughs> um, so before we jump into maybe some burping things, what are some techniques for swaddling that you kind of give to parents, especially maybe the ones that you have to do yourself, if yeah. you will, um, and not the ones that you just zip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the zip up one is pretty self-explanatory. You yeah. put the baby and zip them up. It's great. The wraparound ones or the ones that you kind of wrap them in, the biggest takeaway that I want to give is just make sure it's tight. Mm-hmm. Wrap them tightly. Place their arms in the, how they're, in the position that they're comfortable. So arms down or arms kind of up, you know, by their chin. Mm-hmm. And it's really just like a burrito. So... <laughs> If you want to practice, like, it's the best way to explain it for a first-time parent. It's wrapping them around, so you go across, across, and Mm -hmm. then it really helps if you go underneath them as well because they're laying down, and that helps kind of keep everything together. That makes sense. So you really just wrap them around. Yeah, keep wrapping. (laughs) And then tuck, you know, either in the bottom or the top, wherever that end ends up. So just tuck it in. And, yeah, again, hard to explain over over audio. But But do you think that... A common mistake is maybe like they th- they don't go like go tighter than you think you should go kind of idea because yeah. they're gonna move and it's gonna open Correct. up. Okay. Yes. So when I've what I've seen is you know a parent will swaddle a baby but it comes unswaddled very quickly. Mm-hmm. So just go tight and make sure, especially with, like the first couple like wraparounds, really just pull that blanket or that swaddle tightly around the baby. Yeah. To kind of get them. <laughs> locked into position totally and then we can quickly touch on this i know this you could probably do a whole podcast on like safe sleep and all these Mm -hmm. things but it's so funny talking with older generations because i was looking at baby books like my mine and my brother's and my dad's baby book this weekend before my baby shower the amount of blankets these parents and my mom is always like well you survived and it's very like (laughs) 
these babies look so cold, you know, in these, it's just them in this like sad blanket and nothing else. But swaddling, I am assuming is a good thing to do for babies to feel safe, to keep babies warm, but Mm -hmm. also to not have extra things in bassinet or crib. Yeah. So the, another thing that baby really likes is to be warm. So, you know, they come, our bodies are 98.6 degrees. Yeah. So babies really like warmth. And so you want to mimic that during sleep, but loose blankets are hard. And safe sleep is a hard one, especially with older generations. <laughs> yes. You know, I think that we kind of went to like, you know, we had some unfortunate accidents with babies. And so then the the, just the law came down like this is the only way to do yeah, it. Nothing yeah. on back, nothing right. in the crib right. or, or bassinet. Yes. So swaddling is okay as long as baby can't turn themselves over. Once baby starts rolling, you have to stop and let their arms out. Of course. So, so they can move themselves. They can pick themselves up you know, off the mattress if they have sure. to. So that's kind of like this safe sleep and swaddling that once your baby can start to roll on its own, you want to stop swaddling their arms inside. That makes like, sense. And can you still swaddle or would it be better to go to like a sleep sack? It would definitely be better to go to a sleep sack at that point. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend swaddling if your baby's rolling yeah. for sure. Even if the arms are out because you, you want the legs like, out. You, you want... can sw- Yeah, but you can swaddle the top, but how, it's really hard to secure it. Yeah, and if they're rolling, off. they're just going to roll out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just keep rolling out the blanket. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. You want something kind of attached to their body, if Correct. you will. <laughs> so a sleep sack that zips yeah. would be perfect. Okay, yes. awesome. And that's generally around what month? Between three-ish? Yeah. So, the again, the fourth trimester, I would say you can swaddle, but around three months, four months, and every baby's different. Sure. So if you're having, you know, someone who's not rolling, yeah, like, you can probably keep them in a swaddle a little bit longer. But uh-huh. if you're on the floor with your baby a lot, they're probably going to get the hang of rolling soon. Sooner, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, just make your best, like, judgment call. Do you find that after that three months that the baby, does the baby need that as much at that three, four-month period when mm-hmm. they aren't? able to be swallowed anymore the benefits of feeling tight as they adjust to the real world do they maybe not want that anymore as they did earlier when they first were fresh out the womb (laughs) yeah i think babies do like it especially if there's like teething going on or you know they're sick yes like they like to be held and swaddled and cuddled so maybe like a contact nap you can swaddle and like you're holding them so you know they're not gonna turnover in the night exactly yeah okay. so it's not like you cannot swaddle anymore it's just that if you're gonna swaddle you have to be there with them it, i wouldn't recommend like overnight yes um, as a postpartum doula for example if i'm there and i'm holding the baby they can be swaddled of course and they do enjoy it they do still find comfort in it but they are a little bit more aware of their bodies and sometimes you know they'll like smack their face with their hand <laughs> and wake themselves up but it's, like yeah. where'd that come from <laughs> but that's also important you want them to kind of Gain awareness in their body and how everything moves. You of know? course. So if we're constantly swaddling them, they're not. They're going to be like, "What do I do with my fingers?" Yeah. Well, so. especially like when they are turning over in the night. Like we need you to be able to to move yourself. Yes. So let's learn how to do that. Yeah. And then really quick, I know I'm jumping over into some more swaddling, but I've seen these like weighted sleep sacks. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on those? Because I've seen mixed feelings. I know like. I don't know if they're fully safe. Mm-hmm. The, this whole safe sleep's a little overwhelming because people, some people take it way one way of like nothing, and then other people are like, no, it's fine. Yeah. But what's your opinion on these weighted things? Yeah. So I am a little bit more loose on the safe sleep side of things, okay. just to kind of preference yes. how this is going. <laughs> I'm just more comfortable with a weighted sleep sack, and actually, there is a nested bean is a great 
okay. sleep sack that you they have that's weighted, but they make one that is that same kind of arms up swaddle that I was talking to sure. you about. So you can start using that almost immediately. And then the arms, you can unzip it. So the nice. baby stays in the same sack that it's used to, but now its arms are free. Oh, that's cool. And that's like a nice for these parents who feel like they have to buy a million things. That could be a nice gadget that grows with yes. the baby. Yeah. So if your baby likes, you know, this love to dream swaddle, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend getting that one because you can unzip it. Also, these babies like to suck on the hands, especially. Yes. And it kind of gets a little stinky. <laughs> But this one is like it's made out of like this like netting material. Cool. So it's really it doesn't get as wet. Their arms don't stay soaking wet all night long. Yeah, that's not that yeah. doesn't sound fun. So I do like those and I recommend if you if your baby likes like contact napping and that weighted feeling, I mm-hmm. do feel like helps. My daughter was very colicky and yeah. that's what we used for her. Oh awesome. Yeah, I've had yeah. friends who the transition from the swaddle to being have to be a sleep sack, the weighted also was helpful yes. to have that pressure. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Want to jump into burping or any other swaddle things that you have? Before <laughs> I think we... that's like the basics. We could talk about swaddling for like ever. Of course. There's like a million different other swaddles. Totally. But and that's sleep like the and basics. All the things. Yeah. <laughs> but, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What are some common mistakes parents make when it comes to burping or burping it's after the same, feet? the same as swaddling. <laughs> They're a little bit too gentle. I know. Um, <laughs> this, yeah. They're kind of, and that's okay. But some babies, you need to be a little bit more. Not aggressive, but like they need a little yeah. bit more of like help with burping. Yeah. So sometimes parents are like, you know, my baby really needs to burp. I can't get them to burp. And it's just you need to put a little bit more oomph in the burping process. Yeah. Do you find that regardless of breastfed or bottle fed, babies need the same amount of – I mean, every baby's different. But yeah. if you were going to bottle feed and breastfeed the same yeah. baby, would one cause more burps air bubble things like that or is it pretty standard for breast or bottle there might be a little bit more need for burping if you're breastfeeding and i say that because it mostly depends on the baby's suck sure and bottles are kind of made to help ha- flow. help yeah and so with the breast there can be a little bit more air coming in and that causes you know for the air in the baby's tummy right. that needs to come out but i would say just a little bit because even if you're breastfeeding you could have a sealed shut good latch and not really need the burping as much. So I would say maybe just a little bit more. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it good to burp like mid feed or just wait till the end? Like let's say someone's breastfeeding and they switch breasts Mm -hmm. or they do it for 10 minutes and then burp. Or Mm -hmm. is it better to like let the feed be done and then burp? I do like the burp between the breasts. It gives baby a chance to kind of settle that food. Mm -hmm. If you have this, you know, air in the tummy and you just put more food on it that's probably going to come up so i do like the feed burp feed especially if you have a baby kind of with a sensitive stomach and Mm -hmm. is having a hard time keeping things down and they're spitting up a lot Mm -hmm. then yeah burp frequently Mm -hmm. and again it's very dependent on the baby some babies can take a full bottle and be Be totally fine or you know two sides of the breast and be totally fine so Maybe in the newborn stage, yes, burp frequently and then just kind of see how your baby's doing Sure, and go from there. Yeah. And so what are some techniques? I know we kind of just said the switching or, you know, doing in between. But what are some techniques we can do for burping that will help baby adjust? Frequent burping, like we were saying, is super important. Mm -hmm. And the way you burp, I think, is also kind of important. You know, there's the over the shoulder tapping kind of burp. And that's really good. But just make sure that you're 
really trying to get that air bubble and not just patting them to sleep. Yeah, um, yeah. They're like, I'm full. Yeah. This feels so nice. <laughs> Knocked out. <laughs> also, even rubbing their back sometimes gets things out. You don't necessarily have to like pound on their back to get an air bubble yeah, out. You know, just, just like pressure kind of. Yeah. Another favorite one that I like to use is sitting the baby up. And this right. kind of scares parents. Like, I'll do it and they're like, what are you doing? Especially because, maybe with like the necks a little. Yeah. <laughs> You're so like you, holding you, the neck. <laughs> you have to hold the neck with one hand and then you cut, like put their chin in the other hand. And mm. then hold, and then so they're kind of like leaning over their belly. Sure. And you're kind of holding their face up. I think it's adorable. But I can also see how some parents are like, what are you doing to yeah. my baby? Yeah. You, you don't hear, see that a lot. Newborn babies aren't supposed to sit up. But here right. you have this baby that's like folded over basically. Right. You're like, are they good? <laughs> that is a great position to kind of get those burps out if your baby's like someone who doesn't burp it's hard to get them to burp so you kind of like fold them over you're holding their cheeks basically in your hand and you're rubbing and patting their back and that really helps maybe that forward pressure on the i'm assuming diaphragm area might help yeah yeah and are you always gonna hear this might be a dumb question are you always gonna like hear an audible burp i would say for the most part yes if it's kind of like because you're the releasing air sure so you're always going to hear a burp or you're going to feel it oh yeah you can feel it too yeah you can feel like the body kind of like letting make go. that yeah yeah are there any gadgets for things like regarding burping i feel like burping is pretty like <laughs> manual labor <laughs> no but like you have to do it yourself right? burp cloths i mean oh, the burp highly cloths. recommend burp cloths never say no to a burp cloth every friend i have is like if you get one pack you need three like you always need more yes. <laughs> and it's really nice to have a lot so that you're not doing laundry every two seconds yeah <laughs> so just have extra 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 burp cloths if you don't need them because your baby doesn't spit up they're washcloths now yeah you know there's exactly. always a reason you're gonna them. you're gonna use them yes. and they're not expensive no. for for the uh grand scheme of baby items the yeah. burp cloth is probably the least of them yes. um, so get that extra pack yeah and if you do have a baby that like spits up a lot another like trick you can use is after feedings hold them up for like 30 minutes right. before you lay them down and this is where it kind of gets hard at night time when yeah, you're trying to sleep yeah. my okay. postpartum families come to me because they have a baby who needs to be held upright for a little bit that makes sense and so you kind of hold them upright and rub their back and they'll burp and then you keep going and they'll burp and you keep going right and it also helps things settle so then when you lay them down the food has kind of settled in the stomach that makes and not. sense yeah. Do you find that in the night when we're doing feeds, I mean, you need to burp still, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning days. Mm-hmm. So after a feed, you do the burping. If they burp, they'll be sleepy and they'll be good to go mm-hmm. back usually. Or do sometimes they after you're burping and like that? I mean, I guess the padding you said sometimes puts them to sleep. But mm-hmm. do you feel like that ever wakes them up more to like because I have understood that like mm-hmm. feeding, they can get really sleepy. Mm-hmm. So does that upward motion feel like it keeps them up no i feel like you're feeding baby falls asleep mm-hmm. you unlatch you pick them up well the other thing i recommend is when you go to feed them have them already swaddled yes so, so then you can just yeah so, and, then you, and they'll fall asleep on your shoulder as you hold them mm-hmm. but then they'll have a poopy diaper or something yeah. else happen <laughs> so then you're kind of waking them yeah. up and that's another reason why even if you don't have like a spitty baby to burp between feeds because you can feed burp and then maybe they'll have a poopy diaper so you can change it wake them up for the second breast so they're not as sleepy that makes sense uh, yeah so if in the middle of the night a good routine would be maybe be if baby's crying or you know mm-hmm. you wake up you're feeding them mm-hmm. maybe change them first mm-hmm. 
and then get them back comfortable, Mm -hmm. feed them, burp, check the situation out, (laughs) feed again, again. maybe burp a little bit, and then they're usually good to go back to sleep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the routine. (laughs) That helps a lot. Honestly, this has been so helpful for me. I, you know, these are these things you're like, well, whatever my baby does, I'll figure out. But to, to think about it beforehand. Yeah. When you're of sound mind (laughs) and not sleep deprived, like, what did someone need to say? Let's play the podcast real quick. (laughs) And then building off a little bit for parents that may be low income or just, I mean, at the end of the day, baby things are expensive. The baby industry is crazy. Like, you just get bombarded with products, Mm -hmm. things, parents, TikToks are like, you need this or you're going to not survive the newborn stage. How do we... Find affordable, accessible baby gadgets or gear and like what are, you know, a way that we parents that maybe want to be more minimal, even if like they're not technically low income. It's just like I don't want a million things in my house. I live in a small space. So I'm like, I love you, baby, but we don't need 100 things (laughs) for every type of thing. What are kind of your suggestions on keeping cost a thought. Yeah. So if you don't, I'm going to talk about not wanting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot of like the play stuff that they, you know, the they have for babies. Yeah. That's one place you can kind of think to like cut back. Things that I would kind of like make space for would be like bouncers to have a safe place to put the baby if you need to put the baby down. So yeah, like a bouncer sense. or a lounger would be something that I would consider mm-hmm. getting. A bathtub would be something else that I, I yeah. feel like you need, especially when they're so little. Yeah. Like you need a place to put them. Where they can where be lounged. Yeah. yeah. And not just like laying in yeah. a bathtub in flat. A bath- <laughs> exactly. So those are kind of things that I'm like, if you're going to get anything, get that. Yeah. As far as like cost stuff, obviously consignment. There's so many in the Seattle sure. area that you can gently use baby stuff that are passed, you know, passed on. And I feel like a lot of parents do that too. If you have probably have friends who are yeah. like, let me give you this. Yes, let me give you this. Exactly. And if you don't have friends who are having babies, a lot of parents in the area will just kind of donate their baby stuff. Yeah. So you can find a lot of that. Facebook groups are great. Join your sure. buy nothing group and post what you need. Strollers, car seats, everything. Yeah. People are just giving them away. Awesome. There's also a sale. Have you heard of Just Between Friends? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So there's one coming to Linwood. The Linwood wow. Event Center It's called Just Between Friends. It's also a place where moms or parents can donate their everything they have everything that you would ever need for That's a baby. So cool. And they go up to toddlers too. So like yeah. I shop there for my kids because yeah. I mean they grow. So yeah. Over the summer they grow a whole size and I'm, I'm like sure. a whole new wardrobe for school what? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, so, I've been thinking that. I'm like all these clothes now. And then she's just going to keep needing new ones. <laughs> yes. So it's called Just Between Friends. Okay. I know more about the ones like up north just because that's where I live. Sure. I, there has to be probably some maybe in Puyallup, I think, uh-huh. too. Cool. Linwood Event Center is the one coming up October 5th through the 7th. And they do have a day for first-time parents only. So if you're a first-time parent, that's a day for you to go before they open up to the public nice. because you need the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of perfect. I am due early November, so that could be a great place to get some last-minute things we're still needing. Yes, and they have um, – all the things I mentioned, bouncers, loungers, bathtubs, bottles, passive, like yeah. clothes, swaddles, everything. And it's at a discounted price because it's very, donated. Very, very heavily discounted. Yeah. It is very, very nice to go there. The It's, yeah, it's a great place to check out. Awesome. And yeah. is it uh, is it like just a the event center has big things and you're just like going through mm-hmm. like tables and 
racks and things like that? Is that the yeah, idea? and they have like sections. So they have like a clothes section. Cool. They'll have like a baby, you know, swaddling section. They'll yeah. have like nursing pillows section. That's shoe awesome. Section. Toys. I think we're <laughs> yeah. I think we're putting out this podcast soon, so we definitely will link it. If you want to send us the link, we yeah. can put that there. Is there an admission to get in? Is it like a ticket price? I think to get for first time parents, no. And then you can buy tickets if you want to get in before they open to the general public, so you have cool. a better like selection. Sure. And then on Friday, so I think that's the seventh on Friday, um, it's just open to the public. Nice. Or maybe Saturday's the seventh. And so it's open to the public on Friday. You can go. On Saturday it's open to the public and everything's fifty percent off. Nice. So, so it's kinda like do you go early and get the good stuff or yes. do you wait until the sale? Yeah. Okay. This is really, really amazing. Helpful for me, helpful, I'm sure, for our listeners. Any last final thoughts for our listeners, Lamina, on swaddling, burping, things that we can use as baby gadgets? Anything yeah. else? I also wanted to touch base on like bottles and pacifiers. Oh, yeah. I feel like that can Let's get super do it. overwhelming. Kind of the same thing with swaddles. I recommend buying two. Yeah. You know, two bottles, two pacifiers, and see what your baby likes. You don't have to run out and buy 30 pacifiers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, get two. There's two different like nipple sizes that you can buy and sure. just see what your baby likes and go from there. You really don't have to like go down this rabbit hole of purchasing all the things. Yeah. And then you have a baby that doesn't even like pacifiers. No, I feel that. I'm like, I'll just get like two bottles. I think also, especially for people who are going to bottle feed, like obviously they need more bottles. But mm-hmm. for someone who I'm planning on breastfeeding, I don't need a million bottles. I, I hope to breastfeed. Obviously, mm-hmm. I want bottles in case, mm-hmm. but also I don't need to buy a million bottles sanitize them and be like you hate this one so maybe try a couple do you have any ones you like especially for like breastfed babies yeah that absolutely need yeah not that nipple confusion i've heard so much about that's a whole nother podcast i know we could probably like, come back and do some feeding ones <laughs> yeah so yeah for breastfed babies the ma'am the flat yes. nipple one the best one that you can mm-hmm. go with but it also depends on the mom's nipple right that's where nipple confusion kind of comes in so if you have like you know super pointy nipples then you want a bottle that has like like the Komotomo might be a better option for you but then also if you're breastfeeding then there's like the Dr. Brown which has the inserts yeah helps with the bubbles and the the gas and the flow yeah yeah, we really, I think we may need to bring you back okay. because this feels like we're going to get into whole thing. That is really interesting. I've never really thought, yeah, you probably should like compare mm-hmm. your nipple mm-hmm. to said bottle nipple. Bottle. <gasps> wow. Okay. <laughs> I think we do need to do back, but that's great. Yes. I think yeah. it's a good thing about when we're talking about saving money or just not having too much right. where then you have to be the one donating things yes. after. <laughs> Um, to be like, yeah. okay, get a few, see mm-hmm. what they like, and then like troubleshoot almost from there and then be yes. like, okay, we're investing in this said brand or these two brands yes. once the baby decides what yeah. they like. <laughs> yeah, and if you're bottle feeding, I definitely would pick one that has like an anti-colic feature. So mm-hmm. Dr. Brown or the uh, – I think the Avent one also has one Yeah, because it slows the flow of it. So it helps prevent all those gas bubbles yeah. from building up. Yeah, totally. Awesome. I've also heard just like sometimes a smaller nipple because mm-hmm. they actually have to suck instead yeah. of it just like pouring into their mouth. Correct. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a whole – yeah. And then the, <laughs> sometimes they like – because they'd have to work for the milk in a bottle. Right. So then they start to prefer bottles over the bread. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I think we need to come back for this one <laughs> as we jump into it. But it's so interesting. I love to talk about it. Awesome. Anything else that we no, should touch on? I think that's Well, thank it. you so yeah. much for coming on, Sulamita. It is always so great. You're such a wealth of knowledge, especially for me right now. And I could probably talk to you for hours about this stuff <laughs> and all the things. So thank you so much for listening to another podcast here at Wellness Wednesday with 3W. We'll definitely have Sulamita on again if she wants to come back and talk more about birth, postpartum 
postpartum, all the things that she is so knowledgeable on. So thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I hope you have a great day. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more about the services we provide, book an appointment, or even make a donation if you'd like to help support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you liked this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.